Welcome, true believer readers, to another great, exciting podcast of Let's Read Spider-Man. Eddie, are you ready to talk about issue 30, The Claws of the Cat? Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I absolutely am. Okay. Well, I wanted to say that um, I I did not feel this cat burglar warrants um, this whole menacing cat burglary like thing he he could not be any less important to this issue in, in order of importance i i don't even know if i'm going to mention the cat burglar in my notes I, there's so many other things going on i don't know if you felt the same way i have one thing about the cat bur- burglar that i think is interesting and i don't even know if it's totally intentional too um I, I, you want me to talk about it right yeah, now yeah go ahead we can oh, okay, we can okay let's All do right. it let's the cat burglar uh, the lights are shining up at the cat burglar spider-man's trying to get him and he sets an explosive on like a water tower on top of the building and the explosive like explodes and i thought this was i know it says um it should stop spider-man forever and anyone around my base and i feel like this was a moment i was surprised spider-man let this water tower just fall down on all the spectators below like i thought this was a very clever thing for the cat burger that i don't think we've seen too many times where he endangers just your kind of normal pedestrian moving around watching stuff uh in a big way so i i just thought this is a clever a clever aspect of the cat burglar and how he's fighting Spider-Man. This yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this the, the burglar. You know, again, I I have a little knowledge of the cat burglar, limited, but cat burglar will return. Oh, not as the cat burglar. All right. A little teaser, a little teaser. So you you're going to be like, "Hey, wait a second. You're like it's the same way that like Foswell comes back as um as patch as opposed to being uh the big man you know what i mean right right like, like you'll see the same person oh, again as well <sighs> okay so right, here we go, go. eddie go this issue it, begins yeah. with uh with betty's uh, basically it's her p- uh, post-traumatic stress disorder i mean that's just what it is um from the scorpion and hat loving aunt may is hiding her dizziness in the beginning um like still she's still dizzy he was dizzy last issue if you recall the uh the cat burglar rips off J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man tackles some gang trying to steal from Stark Industries, which was foretold again in the previous issue. They, they mentioned it when Foswell was discussing with J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson offers a thousand dollar reward. Eddie, uh, that would be $8,500 in today's money. Hmm. Uh, Peter wants the reward. Uh, Liz Allen runs into Peter and says, Hey, do me a favor. Uh, you know, we're friends. We haven't seen each other in a couple issues. Could you just uh, stop Flash Thompson from following me? What you... Are we going to talk about this? Can we stop yeah. right there and this talk is, about I, this? My, I'm stopping right here. Let's Flash, please. I mean, this is totally stalking. What are you doing, Flash? Like, she, uh, this this is Tate's Flash in such a terrible light here. Like, he is stalking someone 100%. And, and like, they both know it, too. She's trying to get away, and he still won't stop. He's just, like, blatantly doing it, too. I I really, like, this This puts a whole new aspect on Flash for me in these in these few panels here where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm just gonna follow her to work. Get out of my way, Parker. I, I can't get over it I, for me. What about you, James B., for there? Well, I think she's running, too. And she says, like, she's running. She sees him, and she's like, hey, I haven't seen you since graduation. And then he's like, oh, you look great. And she's like, please. She's like, I'm, 
You don't have to pretend you care about me. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? And she's like, never mind. Hey, would you hook me up? And, you know, my, my boyfriend from every other issue ever is I'm running and he's sneaking up behind me. And since you and him are like have such an interesting relationship, why don't you get in the way of this mix up here? It's just it's just a weird it's a weird thing to throw in the middle of the story. Can you think, Eddie, how this is going to be helpful in the story later? I mean, mostly like a confrontation between, like for the story, Peter and Flash. Obviously, like it it gives him the ability to become Spider-Man and then like go back to Peter Parker and Flash can like attest that he was he was there the whole time. But I just, I can't, if, if Liz Helen is running away from him, this is even worse. I can't really get over this very well. Like this is just not good behavior in any way, shape or form for Flash. It really paints him in like, in atrocious light for me so and, and right. I, this solves no purpose at all in this issue there's nothing in this issue that needed flash or liz to appear i mean this is at if anything this is a setup for something in the future i mean there's it does nothing it, 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 he he's actually following a burglar which isn't the right burglar he runs into flash slows him down for a minute and then he goes and it's not like oh no flash slowed me down he still catches the burglar and he gets back to flash and then he walks away from it you know he gives him a he gives him a fake uh, a fake place tells him that he, liz works at dylan department store you know hmm. so oh well hey um i'm just gonna keep going because the next section here um, the next four pages, yeah, there's some stuff going on in the next four pages, but all I need to talk about is that Ned Leeds proposes to Betty, um, and Betty reveals to Peter that she would never be attracted to someone too adventurous. Now, this has been brought up earlier when she was excited that Peter was, like, hiding behind a desk or something, that she was really attracted to that. And Peter's, you know, not super adventurous. The only thing I want to talk about in this whole section is on page 12, Eddie, there's a scene where Spider-Man is standing on a wall with one arm holding four guys up in a web. And I throw it back to you. Anything you want to talk about? I, I mean, this is huge. Like, Betty's just like, and she accepts the proposal, right, James B? Did I read this correctly, right? Do you want me to... Can I give you a little, you know? Sure, go ahead. You will not find out if she accepts it or not for one full year of comics. Ooh, wow. All right, all right. Well, the fact that she's like says that Peter's too, like become too adventurous. She she's been proposed to by a guy that like went to Europe for six months or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's not like a homebody particularly. Some guy gallivanting around Europe being a reporter, I would say too. That's uh, just a little bothersome for me. And then I I know you didn't say anything about Foswell, but like J. Jonah Jameson's got Foswell like Foswell, go to your underground you know criminal networks and like. It's just like it's baiting Foswell back into like being a criminal. I really think J. Jonah Jameson is like a a really bad thing for Foswell if, in fact, I mean, we know he was very mysterious at the end when he took that package out from under his desk. But J. Jonah Jameson is not good for Foswell going straight. He constantly refers to him as being a criminal. He's such a terrible guy. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to move on. And there's just so much in this issue, though, for me. I- I like that your big takeaway is J. Jonah Jameson, terrible guy. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I know we already know that, but like every time I see this guy, terrible. Eddie, the, the, sorry, the burglar story is boring. I'm reading this issue and I'm expecting Spider-Man's just going to catch the burglar. He's going to get the money. Okay, I'm wrong. I admit it. He doesn't actually catch the burglar. The cops catch him one of those 
quirky ways at the end where the burglar sort of like dopely surrenders to the police. Uh, but Peter is, um, Peter's just kind of being a jerk still now a little bit, a little bit to Betty. Like I said, and you won't find out if, if you were a kid who got this, uh, who got this issue and you're like, mom, I need the next issue. I need to find out what happens to Betty and Peter. Like I said, you're buying 12 more issues before you find out. Of course, Liz Allen's job that she's, you know, he said, Hey, she works at Dylan department store, but you'll, you won't find out what Liz Allen's job is, uh, for a hundred issues. I found that out, (laughs) try to do my research on Liz Allen's job and it, it's a hundred issues away when it's revealed. I was like, uh, you know, I I, don't ask why I was looking up for a job, but this is the thing I did. Um, I, when I finished this issue and I was like, okay, I need to get some notes down on this. And I was writing some notes down. I didn't even realize that the master planner is even in this issue. And that's supposed to be a big plot line. Eddie, do you have any idea that the master planner appears in any way in this issue? I I am so confused. I wanted to go back to these guys in the purple suits with like the gas masks on and just like understand who they were. And like, is is the master planner the guy in his apartment? He's like got the calendar in front of him or whatever. Well, if you go Can to you pa- explain anything, <laughs> sure, I can't you, get it. So if you go to page twelve, there's a guy in a truck being driven by a guy in a green hat, and the guy in the truck is the guy who's got the like uh, looks. He's wearing like a gas mask. It's all purple. Yeah. And I'll give you some lines here. He says, blast the luck. Spider-Man caught the gang we hired to pull the bank job for us. I knew the cat shouldn't have trusted anyone except his own gang. It says, get going. I'll have to report this to him right away. The guy's like, gotcha. He's like, they botched the caper, boss. He's talking now in the truck in 1965 through like some kind of truck radio. He goes, but there's one good thing about it. They're just hired hoods. They won't be able to spill the beans about us. And then the master planner says... That's true enough, but Spider-Man is beginning to be a nuisance. It might be necessary for me to take steps to stop him before he becomes too dangerous to my future plans. So, Eddie, the master planner, is uh, is concerned about Spider-Man. And uh, my teaser is, Eddie, you've met the master planner before. God, I, I this was so confusing for me. So, and uh, the, the, I mean, James, when they say the cat, they refer to the cat. You know, the that's the burglar. <laughs> Like, I was like, wait, are these guys hired by the burglar who said he was just like a two-bit nobody? You know, it was, there's a lot of confusion because we don't actually see who's in charge of the guys in the purple, like when they're in the purple here. So for me, see, it says like only the cat could have thought of a scheme like this. Like, I, you know, these guys in purple with their little gas masks are the master planner, right? There's two different things going no, on. No, no, no. The guy in purple is not the master planner. No, I know. He, no, he's not. But he works for the master planner, right? Yes. The master planner okay. is planning this whole thing. Okay. All right. And then we got the cat burglar also wandering around, not connected to the master planner. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm, not I, for, I'm not helping you foreshadow the future here very I well. Believe they, no, no. I. Because he says, Spider-Man caught the gang. We hired to pull that bank job for us. I knew the cat shouldn't have trusted anyone except his own gang. So confusing. It is confusing. I'm sorry. It's so confusing that that, that Aunt May passes out. (laughs) I agree, Aunt May. I'm with you right there. (sighs) She's laying in her bed. Poor Aunt May. Jeez. 
Yeah, it's right. con- it's confusing. They're they're, they're getting all is getting tra- they're trying to recreate this whole mystery of who is the big the big man, who yeah. is the um who else do we have? Did we just have this go on a little while ago? When who was the goblin up against? The uh, goblin was the uh, Gaxton, not no not no. The, but there was uh, another there was another guy trying to run the city. It was a, he had another fake name? They're all like these. Remember we thought. Yeah. Remember Spider Man thought. Oh that, yeah, with the gas. Yes. He said there was the one of two people. Who did he think Foswell was? Oh, in that one? Yes. He's like, well, Foswell is the... Couldn't be the guy with the gas in his hand. I forgot his name, too, because he got killed. So Foswell's like, still around. Right. Not like we're just reading this, like, two sec- the, the Crime Master. Oh, the Crime Master. Well, so I, the cri- yeah. They're going back to this formula of, like, Crime Master, Big right. Man, Master Planner. Aunt May's sick, you know, fatty is no money. You know what I mean? Just same old, same old stories all the time. Right. So, but I think they're, uh, yeah, I agree. It gets a little crazy with like, wait, is the cat burglar part of this? And at the end, this secondhand man, he just gets caught anyway. Right. But but he's not the, but he's not the, he's not the person we're really chasing after. No. You know, we're chasing after the, what you call it, you know, the master planner. The purple, the purple guy's boss. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> purple guys with their gas masks. Right. Uh, this is a lot. As you said in the last podcast, James B., I feel like they're these are written out in order with a much bigger timeline going on here now. Right. But I think it, I think it's I think this one in particular gets a little certainly gets a little confusing for me as to what's going on since two seeming seemingly separate things at this time are taking place with well, the cat burglar and the, the master planner. Well, we're never going to get to the um, we're never going to get to the master planner who's two issues away if we don't uh, get one issue away. We can't do one more issue without doing our sponsor. You think we have time to knock off our sponsor right now? I'm totally ready. Can't wait. All right. All right. So we'll do our sponsor. It's all about editing anyway. So okay. So uh, time for our sponsor, Eddie. Great. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. All I got to do is find it. <laughs> Uh, there. Well, I have I have a lot of files open right now, so okay, Eddie, it's time for our sponsor, um, Eddie. Um, you know, we talked about uh, the Sandman and how you appreciated his desire for uh, an education, and oh. um, this is a sponsor you might enjoy, um, Eddie. Empire University is an Ivy League school that has been dis- is a distinctly urban setting university uh, with notable scientists Dr. Warren and Kirk Connors on staff. Wow. Uh, It's full of science award winners, uh, at least one, and athletic football types, uh, again, at least one. Uh, But today the university has has, has evolved a little bit more into a university that still includes rich and snobby, non-diverse students. Um, (laughs) Its university is roughly 200 students, and they are a close-knit community where everybody knows each other. So don't be rude because everyone will talk about you behind your back. But you can enjoy some coffee at the Coffee Bean, where you can sit down and fill out your cards and forms and duplicate and triplicate. Oh, and get ready to carry lots of books, because there's lots to be done by you at Empire U Excelsior. All right. All right. Everybody, everybody's ready to go to Empire U. Yeah. They have people talk about them behind their back. How, how, or, old is your, how old is your oldest daughter? She's 10 now. Okay. She's well, 10, so I got some time. Yeah. A couple of years from now, we'll, you can revisit Empire University, Empire State. 
University. All right. It, it'll, it's, it might not make the short list. Fair warning. But I'm glad they could sponsor us today. Well, it's always good to have a sponsor. Of course. Well, one person who did go to uh, Empire University there, Eddie, um, is our friend um, um, Peter Parker. And um, one thing that in Amazing Spider-Man 31, uh, which is the next issue we're talking about here, uh, instead of just going play by play through this, I almost want to kind of talk about different different topics. I'm sure the listeners have read it, and if they haven't, they'll figure out what we're talking about just by uh, what we're discussing. But, Eddie, people really care a lot about Peter Parker at school. Is it really that big a deal that he ignores people? It does set up the conflict with him for Gwen and Harry and, of course, you know, Flash. But are they overreacting, or am I just being insensitive? I feel as though you are right, but when I when I thought about it, so if Peter Parker is the only one of the only students on full scholarship at Empire University, and as you stated before, it's a pretty small school, I think this I think it's uh, jealousy. Everybody wants to kind of figure out who he is. Like, why did this guy get a full scholarship to go to college, and I didn't get a full scholarship to go to college? So I I really think. Um, I think the attention is undeserved. I agree. Not unwarranted. Why they care about whether he says hi to them or not. Like it's, it's, you're going to, you're out of high school guys. You're going to, you're going to university. But um, if he was one of the only, um, you know, scholarship recipients besides flash, I can understand some interest added interest into who he was and like what he was all about. So, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's pretty childish for university. That's for a university. I would say for sure. Yeah, there there is a gentleman, if you remember, uh, there's a guy who's, I don't know if it's also the same guy in, on page eight and page nine, but he's got like a, like a shirt with an O on it, which I, maybe it's the universe. I don't know their mascot, by the way, that this is cool. I, it wasn't in the sponsor, <laughs> but maybe the owls. But he's like, you know, hi, Pete, how's it going? He's like, there's Peter Parker. I met him at registration, a real nice guy. And then later he's like, wow, how wrong can you be about a fella? What a brush off he just gave me, you know? It's like, wow, that guy, he's just shocked. He doesn't, you, you don't get a second chance at uh, Empire, so you got to get it. So, Eddie, how about you? What, what did you notice in um, issue 31? I mean, I, I was, like you were talking about a little bit there, um, with the crowd, I was impressed uh, that Gwen Stacy was so interested in Peter Parker um, as being the, this is not typical, I, I don't know, it doesn't seem typical for the beauty queen of Standard High to uh, be most interested in the science scholarship recipient. So it's an interesting to see her interplay with Peter very early on, uh, being so interested and then when he gives her the cold shoulder, I mean, he doesn't mean to give her the cold sh- shoulder, but she's like, how dare he brush me off? No one ever does that to me. So I, I, it's an interesting introduction of Gwen Stacy and a lot of interest from her, seemingly kind of not 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 your typical par- uh, partnering right there. Um, did, did you notice this, James B., Gwen Stacy being particularly yeah. out and about for Peter Parker? You know, different... People will draw different characters, and characters will look different. Like, you know, the Peter Parker that's drawn in 1965 will look different than the Peter Parker drawn in 1986. So I actually spent a lot of time kind of looking at Gwen Stacy because she looks very different in, you know, I don't want to, like, go too far ahead. A hundred issues from now, she looks very different. And I was looking at her thinking she looks so much more mature. And, and again, they're, they're dressing her up to be very much the, like you said, the beauty queen, the model, where later yeah. she'll just be the blonde girl. She'll sort of 
dropped down to regular level. But uh, yeah, she was overly interested in him and overly understanding. Like, there's always a character who always gives Peter a break when everybody else is dumping on him, and right. often it's often it's the girl who who you know who's going to follow that path. Um, one thing that uh, was not super significant was that. Uh, I noticed there's a line that he says, uh, Spidey says a line, not even a jaywalker or a litter bug is out tonight. He says it on page 13 here. That was the exact same line that came up uh, on page two of annual two. And I went back and checked in the Doctor Strange annual. He's looking for a jaywalker or a litter bug. So I wanted to let you know that whenever uh, I see somebody crossing the street jaywalking, I think, man, it's a good thing Spider-Man's not around because he is hunting down those jaywalkers and litter bugs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a good thing he's not there to i mean bored bored as could be he it's only like in the annual he was bored as could be so you better walk out uh watch out jay walker said litter bugs out there um well why don't you jump in and get why don't you jump in and give me one more good thing about uh 31 before i close it up with my negative all right, all right. well i'll say my um i'll just well uh, one more good thing about 31 um foswell is in action again, I will consistently say that J. Jonah Jameson is. Could there be a worse job to get as an ex-con coming out? J. Jonah Jameson's always like, Foswell, use your shady contacts to go and figure out what's going on. <laughs> Poor guy. He's trying to go straight and he's just finding himself back in the situation he was uh, before the whole time. And then I'll say one other thing too, just before we're done. When I looked at the opening and they dive underwater, the um, Master Planner's troops, I mean, you ever watch James Bond, Thunderball? James I, ha- I have. I have seen Thunderball. I think it came out not too much before this comic. So a lot of similarities there. Them diving in the water um, for the master planner. What's your last one, James B., about this one? I think this I think this particular issue, even though it's the intro to Peter going to college slash meeting uh, Harry Osborne slash meeting Gwen Stacy, I think this is just like the filler issue of this run of comics between 30, 31, 32, 33. I think they're like, hey, we could do this in three comics. And then they're like, you know what? Let's just make it four. I think this is just a big stretch out. I, I think 31 is just a setup issue. It really is. It's it's the, it's the worst of the four issues in this run. Well, I'll, I'll agree there. But I think it's better than a lot of issues we've read before. There's a lot of character development and seeing Peter go to college and such, too. And, of course, Aunt May gets sick of this one, too. So... Peter has to grapple with Aunt May's illness. Oh, that Aunt. Happened. Oh, Aunt May gets sick. When? When did that happen? Oh, I'm May. sorry. Every every issue that the Human Torch wasn't in, <laughs> which means that, like, five issues maybe she's been sick, and he's been he's appeared in the other twenty seven. <laughs> All right, fine, fair enough, James B. I'm I'm ready for thirty two. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We don't have time for thirty two right now. We're gonna have to do that in our next episode. But uh, thank you for uh, doing uh, issue 30 and 31 with me. And um, I'm going to close it up for us, okay? So, uh, hey, I'm James B. This is Eddie. Yeah, and uh, please stick with us and find out what happens in 32 and 33 because I assure you they're way better. And just like the mascot and the school motto over at uh, Empire State University, i just like to leave you with... Excelsior. All right. All right. Fine. Goodbye, listeners. Thank you for listening. Welcome, true believer readers, to another great 
exciting podcast of Let's Read Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to just scrap that whole beginning and try that one more time, because <laughs> now we know how to do this. Because <laughs> I can't do the I'm James B and all that stuff like that. So, all right, I, I got it. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome, true believer readers, to another great podcast of Let's Read Spider-Man. I'm James B, and here is my Boswell to my James Jonah Jameson. I'm not going to even put this intro in. You could just say Eddie, and I'll just Eddie! chop it up. Yeah, that was just terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> oh, I think we can leave that. That makes me feel good. It's usually yeah. me making the mistakes, James B. So yeah, I cannot. I cannot attempt this anymore. 